Hey, Nani What Podcast listeners, this is Tosh. Just wanted to say really quick that we realize Love, Death, and Robots isn't really anime, but it lives in the same animation realm. We got a very cool special guest for you guys today with a lot of insight into this production, as well as a lot of great content. So much great content, in fact, that we decided to split it up into two episodes. So get ready for part one, which you're about to listen to, and tune in next week for part two. All right, thanks, guys. What podcast listeners? I'm Tosh. I'm Emzy. I'm Hannah. And I'm Nick. And today we're going to be talking about love, death, and robots. And I know it's not exactly anime, but close enough. We're going to talk about it. We have a special surprise for you listeners today, though. We have our good friend, Ben, on the podcast today, and he was actually involved in the production. So, Ben, could you introduce yourself for us, please? I'm Ben. Uh, <laughs> I worked on Love, Death, and Robots a little bit uh, in the music department. I'm a composer, and I wrote some music for it. And I helped Rob Cairns, who was the head composer, main composer, whatever you want to call it. I think there's another title. I forget exactly what it is. But I helped him out with a bunch of other stuff. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Yay, so, thanks for being here, Ben. We're excited to have you. I'm excited to be here and uh, force you guys to talk about non-anime things. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a it's a quarantine special so we're all Nothing good against anime i'm just you know you know talk about other other animation yeah. also listeners as was briefly mentioned this is our very first uh covid19 coronavirus quarantine episode so we are doing this Thank you, Zencaster. We're doing this via Zencaster uh, very remotely. So if there are any little weird audio things, please bear with us. We are still figuring out how to do it. Not altogether. But to hop back to Ben. So Ben, how does that work? Like, did you get hired and you worked on, I know you only worked on certain animations. How did they split that up or how did that process work? If you don't mind me asking. It's it, the, the show itself. It's like a, it's like an anthology of animations. And the episodes were done by different teams all over the world. But uh, Blur uh, was sort of the, they were the guys. I mean, Tim Miller, uh, Tim Miller and David Fincher were the, the two that, uh, I mean, it's, it's their project. Blur is Tim Miller's company. And they were sort of the, the sort of the central studio that kind of put the whole thing together. So that's sort of how we got involved. Um, and originally we were only supposed to do kind of a few of them, but as the, as more and more of them got made, uh, we, you know, we went from, you know, oh, we're going to do four of these to, oh, let's do 14 of them. Uh, and <laughs> That's so a big that difference. Kind of, yeah, big job. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I was expecting to be working on it for like a couple of months. And I think uh, the, the total length was about nine months. Wow. So that was, uh, yeah. Yeah, for anyone who difference. plays for anyone who plays video games, Blur Studios, they're huge, obviously, and they done Halo Two cinematics for the remaster. They did that. They were involved in the latest Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. They did a few episodes here too. And Blur does amazing work. If you've seen any of those cinematics or any of these episodes, they they put in a lot of real life detail when it comes to these animations. Yeah, they they so. kind of specialize in like photorealistic animation so like animation that looks like film like and it's 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 really incredible they do a lot of like e3 trailers and stuff as well which i've been lucky enough to work on a couple of those 
So that's been a lot of fun. Well, some of these, you definitely watch them and you're like, are these real people? And you're like, oh, <laughs> no, those are giant alien monsters with the real people. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, there's mocap, so there's a real person in there somewhere usually. I, have, but. But, I mean, <laughs> some of these are wildly realistic, though. So I wanted to yeah. ask you, I wanted to ask you about like the hiring process. Is this like David Fincher and Tim Miller coming to you? Are you under Blur's umbrella? Are you part of like Blur's team? Or is this a whole freelance type deal where you were just in the in the right place at the right time? So more of the latter. I, I have worked with Rob on and off for a while now, uh, I guess like seven years or so. We, uh, I started working with him on, on the reboot of Dallas that came out in 2012, which was That's amazing. entertaining. Uh, so when he, when he has like overflow or he's working on something uh, that, you know, he wants some help on or it's particularly fast or he thinks that I have skills that could be helpful, he sort of brings me on there. And, th- and this, was, this was another one of those. And that's the same deal for like the, um, the trailers. Similar so, related stuff. He, it's all it's all through Rob. I'm like a subcontractor under Rob. Got you, got you. He's and because because we're used to, and this isn't as traditional as normal episodic television or feature length films. Is the process different here because you're trying to do so many different things at one time? Because I'm sure you're not working one piece at a time. You're kind of getting everything going all together. Um, is the process different here than you would have normally on an episodic type deal? Yes and no. I mean, with the episodic stuff, you tend to work on a bunch of episodes at the same time anyway, for the most part, or at least in my experience. Uh, it's not just sort of, you know, you do one, it's over, you do another and it's over, you know, et cetera. Uh, part of that is because I've been in a lot of projects where there is no final cut, which is a bummer. Uh, so they're editing everything basically until it comes out. So you're like, oh, we're done with this, uh, with this episode six. And then, we, you know, we're on to episode 10 and they come back and they're like, hey, episode six is about to go up. Well, we changed our minds. Can you do something else? Which uh, I'm going to think about. Oh my God. That's wild. <laughs> a little stressful. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Good times. So for this, for this one, I mean, it was more of that just because a bunch of different teams, a bunch of different places. There are translators. Like it, it was, you know, a, a lot of juggling. Yeah, um, I can only so, imagine. Yeah. And it's and on top of that, it's, you know, with episodic television, the hardest part of any project, arguably, I would say, is coming up with a tone of the, you know, of the TV show, of the film or, or whatever, like, you know, getting on the same page as the director, getting on the same page as the people, you know, the writers, whoever made the, you know, whoever is in charge of it, essentially, uh, you know, the studio, the director, whoever's above me. Uh, and then uh, and then from there, like once you have the tone, then you can start speeding up. I mean, in you know, it, it, in Dallas, like it, we did it for three seasons and towards the end, like we were doing, we had days where we had, where we wrote like seven minutes of music a day. Like, uh-huh. it, you know, maybe it was, you know, edited from some previous something or another, but, uh, but the hardest part is always like coming up with the tone. And for this project, it was essentially, you come up with the tone and by the time you're done with the tone, the short's done and you move on to the next one. So it was essentially the hardest part of the project. <laughs> Over and over and over and over and over again because they're it's an <laughs> anthology, right? There wow. is no through line between the episodes. So, yeah, that, that made sense. it a little bit more interesting as well. But it's also the most fun part. So, yeah, pros and cons. Definitely. <laughs> That's so did interesting. You, did you have certain ones that were your favorite? Are you allowed to say that? To work on specifically? I mean, uh, it's probably easy. I mean, my favorite, I don't know, the, the three that come to mind the most are probably 
not in any particular order. Sunny's Edge, mm-hmm. uh, which is just great. Um, the Dump, one. just because mm-hmm. that was so much fun to work on. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was, I like the short as well. I love uh, that one. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I mean, we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, and uh, Suits, because, you know, farmers and mech suits, come on. Man. Oh, I love Suits. That was <laughs> so cute. Suit. Suits almost it. made. We're going to go top three and bottom three here pretty quick. Sans Ben, we're not going to put Ben on the spot and start trashing. You already uh, got my top three, but I'm not giving you a bottom. Yeah, three. no, we're not no. going to get. We're not going to make you do bottom threes, but um, <laughs> we're going to go over those in a little bit. But definitely, suits almost made my top three. Just that Same. whole that it felt so much like a video game I wanted to play at every moment, and I was so in on it. So. I loved it. There's some fun stories about the music for that too. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how how far off of the tangent you want to go, but yeah. and we actually kind of buried we actually kind of buried the lead, Natasha. Uh, yeah. Do you want to let everyone know who made our intro and and uh, outro music? Oh, we did. Also, Ben created our <laughs> intro and outro music. So when we said he was a friend, we meant it. He created he's part <laughs> of the show. He's part of the family, the Nani What family. <laughs> so thank Actually, you ben. ben thank you for a theme ben do you want to say anything about making our theme like how was that for you because i know i just kind of threw making our theme on you i was like hey ben can you help us create this <laughs> song thanks <laughs> i mean it's kind of fun I, I mean i don't know i just listened to a lot of anime intro <laughs> um, like it the credits music like yeah, yeah, you did I, an excellent job. Try to do that. I'm actually, I'm not 100% happy with it, but you guys seem pretty happy with it. <laughs> Don't tell us that. Don't tell <laughs> us that. <laughs> theme song. We were thrilled. <laughs> yeah. Me? I mean, I'm never are, 100% happy with anything. So Yeah, exactly. We are 100% happy with it. So you're you're great. You're golden. <laughs> that's, the, that's the creative's dilemma, right? Yeah, you, you put something out and you're like, oh, if I only did this, if I only did that, if I only did this. And... Yeah. That's just it's how it goes. Done. The deadline just comes, and then you move yeah. on to the yeah. next thing. And you're like, oh, that's done. That <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're like, yeah, we're done. Okay, move on. <laughs> well, we've already talked. Well, we made Ben say his top three. So basically, listeners at home, what we did is MZ, Hannah, Nick, and I all chose our top three and our bottom three. There's some that are overlapping. Like, <laughs> Nick and I are going to have words later, of course, because we always have words. <laughs> but... We're going to kind of run through those today, run through some of our favorites, run through some of our least favorites. But at least for me, and I believe this is true for you guys, I didn't dislike any of these. I liked all of them. It was very hard to pick a favorite. I feel like my bottom three are just because they're not like my favorite tone, if that makes sense. But I didn't Mm -hmm. dislike them. I enjoyed the entire process. I don't know. What do you guys think? Oh, that's exactly my stance. Go ahead, Hannah. Sorry. I had some I really disliked. So really, <laughs> always dislike something. <laughs> yeah, there were. Yeah, there were some I just didn't like at all. So that's interesting. Oh, see, for me, I based, and this is just how like kind of my brain works. Um, there's something that happens when you use Sunny's Edge as the first episode. You set a bit of a tone there, and so I kind of was going along that sense, like using Sunny's Edge as kind of the bar for a lot of these episodes. And so, like you said, none of the least favorite ones I have are actually bad. They're still no. enjoyable to watch for me. Like I, w- I will sit down and still take that 10 to 15 to 17 minutes and watch those. But it's just when 
you have a, a tone set with Sunny's Edge, Three Robots, The Witness, and Suits coming out like bang, 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 bang. There is like the ebbs and flows of like a more mundane episode that's kind of nuanced. It doesn't feel like it fits, if that makes sense. Oh, that's funny because yeah. for me, when I was watching it on Netflix, I just hit play on it and it played it in whatever order Netflix played it on my thing. And so I actually watched Three Robots first and it was like totally different order than what you just said. Yeah, they start with Sunny's Edge and Three Robots is the second one. Yeah, for me, uh, it didn't play Sunny's Edge until like the fifth one. Interesting. Yeah, so that's so what I think there's 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 sort of like an official order, but they definitely did try to play around with, you know, this person's going to get this one first because it's sort of more in line with what they, you know, their recommendations, etc. Oh, that's oh, interesting. Really? That's so cool. That is interesting yeah. because uh I I rewatched this actually today before we did this cuz I've seen I'd seen all of them or at least I thought uh multiple times. But apparently I had never seen Sunny's Edge. And when we I started rewatching it all today to like get ready for this and refresh myself on it, I was like, oh my God, I've never seen this. And it started with Sunny's Edge, which I had never seen. But I had remembered three robots being first. So that is that is interesting that you say that. Cause I was like, I don't know how I skipped this one somehow. So interesting. That's very weird. Yeah, I think some of the the idea behind that was that, you know. If you have a bunch of stuff that, you know, there's sort of a through line, but it's sort of just a bunch of random things that are kind of similar to each other. It's sort of, you know, this way, if you overlap with this little corner of the Love, Death and Robots universe, like with your viewing selection or whatever, they'll give you that one first. And hopefully that's enough to like hook you in to see the rest of it. Uh, I think that was, Hmm. I don't know that much about it, but um that's, that's fascinating, actually. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. So then the talking cats. They're like, she would like talking cats. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would it would not put it past the mega conglomerate that Netflix is to be like, hey, your viewing history. Yeah, we're using it against you to put like things that you like first. So yeah, would I not you, would not put that past them. Give me everything I like first. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I that also does. That does make me curious as to what has changed in my viewing history that put three robots first and now it's Sunny's Edges first. I'm like, hmm, what have I watched since then that has made that happen? Interesting. Interesting. Awesome. Well, do we kind of want to get into our our group favorites then? Yeah. Do we want to go one by one and start with favorites? Yeah. You want to start, Natasha? Or just list your top three? So... I had a really hard time picking top three. I had more like mm-hmm. a top six, but uh, I had put three robots, good hunting and Sunny's edge and honorable mentions were when the yogurt took over and suits. But then I completely forgot about lucky 13. I was like, Oh no, that one too. <laughs> so I, I went ahead and I stuck to my guns and I said three robots, good hunting and Sunny's edge. But uh, those other three, those are, those are up there as well. So uh, my bottom three were Ice Age, Beyond the Aquila Rift, Nick, Nick, <laughs> we're gonna have words, <laughs> and uh, The Fish Knight. But all of them were great and beautiful. So those were mine. Who wants to go next? MZ? Sure. Okay. So I also have like a top six, but obviously my <laughs> top six, honestly, I, it's hard for me to even say I dislike any of these, to be completely honest, because I actually yeah. do. I'm kind of obsessed with each, every single one. But every my single top one. three were Three Robots, The Witness, and Zima Blue. And then my meh bottom three, sort of, Alternative Histories, uh, Sucker of Souls, and Fish Knight. So, and then Nick, all of them are my favorite. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, great. All of them Nick, I'm going to have you go next because since Hannah's the only one that actually dislikes one, we'll make her go less. So Okay. Go yeah. Because <laughs> again, again, my bottoms are just more of the, um, I want to say predictable ending or like, like, mm. I, it's hard to say because again, they're not bad. Um, but my top three, my top three are three robots: Begone, the Aquila Rift, and Blind Spot, which no mm. one else said. But I love that short to death. Uh, my meh three or bottom three are the Dump, the Witness, and Alternate Histories. Those are good ones. All right, Hannah. All right, Hannah. <laughs> I feel like I kind of. Weird picks, but um, yeah, my top are When the Yogurt Took Over, Sunny's Edge, and Good Hunting. As you guys could guess, I picked something food related. <laughs> <laughs> my bottom one, uh, which I, yeah, we can talk about those later, but Alternate Histories, Helping Hands, and Ice Age. But then one that I really did want to have in the top, but I, you know, you had to pick three was Zima Blue. So I agree with you, MZ. I thought that one was, was dope. So, yeah, they are all dope. <laughs> So I know I'm kind of starting at the end here, but Hannah, I'm so curious of those of, did you dislike all of your bottom three or is there just one that you like disliked and the others are kind of like your meh? I didn't like them. Um, helping hands. Yeah. I didn't like any of those actually. Yeah. Didn't what? Like them. Wild. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hold Sorry. on. Hold on. Okay. Cause I'm going to, so all reasons, for various different reasons, but I can definitively say like, I wouldn't watch them again. So alternate history. The reason it's in my bottom is cause it like starts like, okay, it's going to, and then it just goes, Nope, we're going left. We're going all the way left. And it just becomes the weirdest thing ever. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like that's how I've like watched it at the end. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. But like, Helping Hands and Ice Age. Ice Age is hilarious. I love Ice Age. It's Ice cute. Age is so funny. I put that in my bottom three because that was the most like, nah, okay for me, but it was still so good. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> Topher Grace and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Come on. Come on. So cute. So much. <laughs> I'm so such cute. a like that 70s show fan though. So like if I see him in anything, I'm just like, I love it. I don't give a fuck what it is. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my band. But, yeah. This is right. just it's just like a uh you know, you're a purist. You're like there were actual humans in this one, so it doesn't <laughs> count. So that was the problem. I was promised animation, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I guess so. Actually, yeah, you're right. That one yeah. That's funny. Is that was that is that like yeah, I'm I'm like super curious to hear the reasons right off the bat, but we can do that later, I suppose later. Yeah. Well, how do we, do we want to go through our least favorites first, or do we want to go through our favorites first? No, let's get the bo- let's get the bottoms out of the way so we can gush <laughs> for right. the rest of the time. That's the first okay. on our bottoms list. The dump. All right, so the group least favorite was the dump, which is funny because Ben oh. already mentioned that that was one of his favorite ones to work on. So I love that one too. <laughs> I thought the dump was adorable. It, it doesn't mean fun. everybody hated; it just means it made it on the list. It's also funny because that one switched between because when I was thinking back to have watching Love, Death and Robots, I was like, the like I thought of that one. I was like, that one's on one of my top. And the way I watched it again, it ended up being on one of my least favorite. But I think it's like just the tone of it is like if I'm feeling it that day, I'm feeling it. And if I'm not, I'm not. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But uh, so let's talk about it. What are what are your likes? What are your dislikes? Ben, if you want to tell us a little bit about why that was your favorite one to work on, let's go for it. 
Yeah, change my uh, mind, Ben. Change my mind. One of one of the favorite. Well, I mean, a, a nice thing about that about the dump was just that, like, it's very. I mean, the thing about short films as a whole is you like you want that very cohesive arc. Like everything that happens in the dump, even like the weird little things, like there, it's all very like it's very clearly intentional, and there are all these kind of little jokes that kind of add to the overall. Like if you, if you like freeze frame it, like they mm. have all those trash piles are made up of like individual weird things. Like there's a that's school bus on top of I think that's one piles, of the like, I liked it so much is because like yeah. if you paused it at in any part of it, there was mm. so much detail. It was like mind blowing. The detail, like in the animation and stuff like that, just like the backgrounds. It, yeah, it was crazy. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't like necessarily expect that of you know, the subject matter and or just a short also, in general. To I be will say like one of the reasons that like one of the, like a major component to why it's one of my favorites is the line that Pearly says when he has to go to the bathroom, he says, my back teeth are floating, which is <laughs> just like, I realize that's, that exists in the world, but I'd never heard it before. And it, it killed that. me. I've never yeah. heard that. The, the, the other, uh, paper, uh, I did crack up when I heard that. And I, yeah. So that was, that was part of it. Yeah. My other favorite, uh, the dump line was also a part of the lines. Like she could suck the chrome off a trailer hitch. I was like, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I'm, I'm Ben, sad. I'm curious about that one. Uh-huh. Where was the team from that was working on that one? Oh, I don't remember. Sorry. I can tell you right now. It's Abel and Baker. And the director was Javier Rocio Garcia. Uh, Gra- Gracia, Gra- it says G R A C I A. So Gracia. I was not super involved with the directors. I mostly went through Rob. So like a lot of the actual guys who did this, I didn't have sort of direct communication with. But gotcha. Um, and it, it was like there's no there's no pretension to it. It was just you know there's a guy. He is a pet monster that ate his friend. But now like he it's okay. Cause his friend is kind of still alive through the monster and they eat a city inspector. <laughs> like what's not to like, like it's, it's <laughs> I love Otto. Isn't that the, the monster's name Otto or yeah, something Otto. like that? Yeah. It was so yeah. fun. I thought that mm. it was like a dog. It I think so the reason cute. I didn't like it is because it's sort of a dark style of humor, similar to like courage, the cowardly dog or, yeah, was that the name of that? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's similar to that. And this is not really my style. Like I don't, it kind of makes me feel like icky and gross. That's absolutely fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's gross. Kind of the, point. the whole thing is <laughs> <Yeah>. gross. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, I don't want to yeah. watch this. But I can see like all the things you're talking about. And that is cool because it was very detailed. Yeah, I would say for me, the dump really like because we're picking bottom threes is why it ends up in the bottom three. Like it's not one of those where I'm like, Oh man, this is so like I enjoyed it the first time I watched it, but then rewatching it for this, I was like, there are other ones that I prioritize higher than this one, and that's just how it kind of shook out. But it doesn't, in the slightest, it it sounds like a cop out, like I'm just copping out. But no, in the slightest, it doesn't. It's not bad at all. Well, Love, yeah. Death, and Robots as a whole, as well as like rated hard R. Oh yeah, uh, like you would not be able to get like this is photorealistic animation, and you probably would not be able to get a away with it if it were live action like it looks like live action but you wouldn't be able to do it if, if it were live action so a lot this of definitely, titties a lot of penis there's a lot yes. of it <laughs> yeah and and uh and the dump i would say probably goes the furthest in the in like one you know, there's a lot of craziness going on but it goes the furthest mm-hmm. in just like the uh i don't know 
The crude factor. Yeah, Old it's man raunchy dick. and crude. From a writing perspective, one uh, one reason, even when I'm like not feeling this one as much, like tone of the day kind of thing, I have to say they did such a, because this is also one of the shorter cartoons on there or, you know, in the anthology. And they did such a good job at making you hate the inspector right away and liking the gross old man, even though he's a gross old man, you just, you're <laughs> like, oh, I like, but I like him. I dislike him immediately. Like they did such <laughs> a good job in their writing and the animation and all of that, just to immediately set the tone for every single character, you know, exactly how you're supposed to feel about everybody. And you do feel that way, you know? So mm-hmm. that was I something didn't I like had to give them. <laughs> Well, Hannah. <laughs> Hannah has opinions. <laughs> it, it, it makes it makes so much sense too. The immediacy, the immediacy of you being like my top three, and the first one you go is like when the yogurt took over the world. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like <laughs> Hannah, so like that's so Hannah. That's just so <laughs> Hannah immediately. Like it's so true. <laughs> that's so funny. All right, let's move on to the witness. Well, what was everyone's? Was I the only one? No, that's on both lists. So we're gonna have some. Yeah, that's in my top. Let's let's skip that one then. Um, alternate alternate history, history seemed to be down yeah. here. Yak 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 yak. By the that's way, the one that I have the most of. My I was, music I was gonna say Ben, the music's great. Ben. <laughs> I will say that because um, I did do a little bit of research before starting this. Yeah, I will say like the only reason it's in my bottom is because of how off the wall it goes. Like I think this takes more of a left turn and goes way the other way than the dump ever could. With with the whole. I think it's like scenario four or five where it becomes like he falls in love with prostitutes and then the whole world They're becomes like these the- time traveling prostitutes from an alternate dimension. Nick. Hello. Yeah. That's why I was, okay. so, I was like, I was like, okay. And then it's like first woman on the moon and her tits are just out. And like yes, the spaceship is an part. actual penis. I was like, okay, we're getting full left field right now. Like, I guess this, I this is ridiculous. But yeah, that's the only reason it's down there. It's it's just because of how ridiculous it actually gets. It's funny. I love this one. It, it's not necessarily my... Because t- it is one of the goofier ones. It's like, whatever. It didn't really make my top three or my bottom three. It's just kind of like, eh, it's in there. Um, but I love this one. Rockwell loves this one. Because I know so he, he has to. <laughs> it's very on brand for Rockwell. Just kind of like the yogurt yeah. should be. The yogurt in alternative histories is two of Rock's top favorites. And it's because they're just yeah. so fucking <laughs> weird. But I think that's yeah. also why I love it. Because I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous. If it was longer, I think I'd be like, oh, okay, team. We're in. all right. But because it's so short, mm-hmm. I'm like, delightful. I love it. There's titties all of a sudden. For some reason, he gets... Killed by a bratwurst truck? Like, I'm here for it. Let's go. Do you guys remember that random little cartoon when we were in, like, high school or it's, like, History of the World or something, and they're like, but I'm a little tired. And he's like, then take a nap. Zen fires the missiles. Yes. You guys know what I'm talking History about? History of the World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it reminded me of that, but if it just went on for fucking ever. <laughs> and I was like, I need to take a nap after this. I'm so bored. Oh, my God. It just was such a tangent. It was so off the point. There was no point. And I was like, there's no through line. It's just like random info that you decided to be like, look at how yeah. creative I am. Blah. And I didn't like it. It's supposed, to, it's supposed to be an app that like you're watching alternate histories through. 
It's like an advertisement. I mean, I, yeah. no, I get the point, but like, yeah. it just seems like someone's <laughs> excuse to show off how creative they are. And I'm like, it wasn't that creative. Like, there was no point. So Hannah is not an absurdist in any way. We know that now. <laughs> Even grounded, Hannah, you- real grounded. Wait, I do have a question, though. You liked when the yogurt took over, which is very absurdist. Because there was like a this. point. There was, like, a plot. There was, like, other characters. It wasn't just, like... It's kind of like, I also hate that movie with Adam Sandler where she's, like, Drew Barrymore's reliving her same day over and over again. I was like, Jesus Christ, is this movie ever going to end? I hate it. Uh, so you don't like <laughs> so you the just don't like anything repetitive. Yeah, the repetitive. I was just like, okay, I'm over it. I saw the first thing and I thought you were going to give like an explanation of some other alternative history, but it's just Hitler every time I quit. Yeah, it's hmm. it's Hitler's day. And like if something happened during that day, the gelatinous cube one was pretty good. That one was I, I also, I do like the fact that, uh, if you like every time you go to a new scenario, he narrowly avoids the previous scenario. So yeah. like it, I, they I all that. still exist, right? Yeah. It's like this is an alternate world where all of these things are actually happening. He just like dodges a proverbial bullet. Is that yeah. Yeah. Each every and time. every one. Yeah. It's like is he like gets distracted by something. So he doesn't get like, you know, Run over smacked by, by the cube. And yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, the guy like pulls him back. So he doesn't get run over by the sausage truck. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought this was one of the more creative storylines just because of that. Cause there's funny little details that is like a continuous through line. The only reason it was in my bottom is cause I don't like this animation style. So I didn't visually like it, but I loved almost every other aspect of it. That mm-hmm. could- art style just didn't really click with me that was the only reason i didn't like this one as much but i actually thought it was really funny how i like every single one tied together i thought, mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. maybe that's <laughs> one of the reasons i didn't like it maybe it was the art style too because it was so simplistic yeah that's, yeah. that's just also, not really an art style that clicks with me personally he was also very like disparate from the other art styles in the i mean there are a couple yeah. of them that you know like good hunting for instance is mm-hmm. you know 2d etc but this one was yeah. probably the furthest afield i think yeah yeah, yeah. The the main the, like my main take home from this one is there is this is the reason that I will forever have a cue called Hi Hitler on my <laughs> BMI. Like, uh, like I have a copyright for a cue called Hi Hitler, and it's the fault of this fucking. <laughs> that's, that's funny. funny. Yeah. That's great. I do have a question when it comes to the music in that episode. The boot up sequence for the advertise is that all? None of that is real instruments, correct? Or is it all that, yeah. digital? Or that's all synth. Okay, yeah. cool. I was, was like, I, I did that one. Yeah, the minute mm-hmm. that that like happened, I was kind of like, oh, this feels like entirely. And I working with you on the on the theme for us, uh, and you talked about it that you're better with tone. Like, hey, give me a tone that you're trying to hit, and I'll try to get there. So I can only imagine what the pitch was for this because you absolutely nailed it. It felt like oh, something yeah. booting up, and like <laughs> there's something like yeah. like. I, it felt like for to plug another Netflix. It felt like the Black Mirror, like um, the grain to go back into your memories. It felt like a boot up for that. Like, yeah. and you would be able to like be like, okay, I'm booting up the alternate history. Like, and this is like the the sound you hear every time you do it. Yeah, it makes me want the app on my phone. <laughs> that was actually that was probably the easiest part. It was like you know, it's an you know, it's 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 technological and it's basically corporate, right? It's like a corporate oh, yeah. video. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. buy our product 
like they don't have enough money to buy to like hire like the the best composer to do it right so it's like stock music they found somewhere that's like vaguely you know corporate music has like a very specific tone to it anyway so oh yes yeah. it does so good yeah it's all it all has to be like gratuitously positive and like kind of heroic it's like we're selling napkins but it's got to feel heroic actually feel like that that's true yeah. Yeah. that's funny you you know what it made me think of in in the best way possible is when you go to a theme park and you're standing in line I think it was also had to do with the visuals but like when they have like a when you're standing in line for a roller coaster but they have all the videos that are like setting the scene for what the story of the roller coaster oh, is right like anyone's it's like futuristic like okay now step into the changing chamber blah blah blah, blah. I don't know that made me think of it oh, like yeah. this whole, yeah. the whole scene did but I was like oh it's like Universal Studios <laughs> or whatever you know it's like going to visit yeah. to ride a roller coaster well so Definitely. shall we go on to our next one let's do it all right sure all right, so the next one is Sucker of Souls. An archaeologist digs up Dracula and flees, only to be trapped in a cave with many more demon Dracula-looking creatures. This one was on... Actually, I don't know. This one was on my bottom three, I think. Now I keep forgetting because I had... It was so on my bottom three. Okay, it wasn't, but I consider this one for my bottom three. It's like, it was good, but it... So many other ones were just so unbelievably good. This one, I was like, oh, good, and... Scary. Okay. You know, that kind of thing. I don't know. What did you guys think of it? It felt like a kid's version of like a portion of Raiders of the Lost Ark. A kid's version? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? I mean, you know, with, with the occasional like dick shot off. I was going to say, there's so called- much in that episode. <laughs> Dracula is yeah. a big asshole in there. I guess like the style of the animation and like the beginning where it's like, oh, look, a cute little archaeologist man is digging right. in the tunnel. Like mm-hmm. that kind of vibe. And then, you know, adding the the occasional brutal murder to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, but other than that. To be fair, out of all the people. Yeah. To be fair, out of all the people on our podcast, Hannah's the least like cartoon centric person. Like she doesn't <laughs> usually watch animation unless we make her watch animation. So that it is like you said, Ben, it is a simplistic animation style. So I think that lends itself to that as well. You know, and I'm, yeah. I'm sorry you were forced to watch Low Death and Robots. <laughs> no, a lot of it was very um, realistic, as you said. The least so. painful thing I think she's had to watch. Yeah, well, especially because I could recognize some of like the actors that obviously played yeah. the character. So it's it cool. This compared to anime she loved this i'm sure (laughs) she's like oh thank god something else i will say speaking of actors uh this episode was the first one where i was like nolan north welcome hey it was something animated and you're here so we'll see you later on i'm sure i mean he's the voice of so many things in video games uh nathan drake uh among other things so he's pretty much everywhere when it comes to american voiceover work so the minute he popped up in this, I was like, okay, how many more are you in, Nolan? Like the minute he popped up, I was like, he's gonna be in a few of these now. I'm not familiar, Nick. What is he what else is he in that I that I know? Uh he's mostly video games. So you would know him more from video games than you would television, but he's on Okay, gotcha. He's done uh he's been in a Rick and Morty episode. He's been oh. in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Video game wise, though, he's been in. Hold up, this is a list, man. He hasn't stopped working since like 2005. Assassin's Creed 2. He was Desmond Miles, so he's all the Assassin's Creed. 
Call of Duty, Portal 2, uh, Uncharted, The Last of Us. He's in uh, so many. He's Deadpool. He's in so many things and so many voices. I'm sure if you heard it or if you heard like one of his things, you'd be like, I've heard that voice before. And that's that's Nolan North. Got it. That's cool. The, The reason it was in my bottom, I didn't like the monster, the vampire creature. Mm-hmm. I actually thought the characters were insanely strong characters in this short. Mm-hmm. And I just felt that the monster character didn't live up to how awesome the rest of the characters were. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't think he was scary enough or interesting enough compared to them because I wanted to see them fight this monster. Like, I wanted to see them interact. I wanted to see how they dealt with it. But then I hated the monster so much that it just felt, I was like, no, guys, like, use your talents elsewhere. Like, it just didn't, like, it didn't feel, I don't know. I don't know if it, he wasn't raunchy enough, because he did raunchy things, but I just don't think he was scary enough um, or yeah. something like that. I don't know exactly what it was. I can't put my finger on it, like, perfectly. But I thought it was interesting, because they're actually some of my favorite characters in all of this anthology, or is this a cast, but I just didn't like the scenario. Did anybody else get confused while watching this? Because I somehow thought it was like being played out of order. Well, the first part was. Yeah. That confused me and I had to like go back and rewatch it because I was like, I'm confused now. Oh, Hmm. yeah. Maybe I I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, like where they they show... They show the beginning of the ending at the beginning, and then they go back yeah, and they, like, yeah. read it back. Yeah. I so, thought that was yeah. interesting, but it was kind of confusing. So I was like, huh, I wonder why they decided to do it that way. See, I didn't have That's so much interesting. with that, because I caught on pretty fast, I guess. And mm-hmm. I, I've watched it so many times in various stages that I, I kind of lose out on stuff like that. <laughs> uh, they yeah. use... They definitely use the blood as a cue because, you know, they're running and they're covered mm-hmm. in blood and then it just immediately opens. Everything's blue and pretty and everybody's clean. You're like, yeah. oh, okay. Back, backtrack. Okay. <laughs> I guess if you like look down for a few minutes and then came back to it, you'd be kind of like, wait, what happened? So yeah. I think you do have to like really watch that one to make sure you're oh, I do think if they opened with like it's all blue and pretty, like that's what one tenth of the thing and the rest of it's just brutal and blood soaked and everything like Mm -hmm. i think if they had opened with that just cold you know maybe that would have thrown us off a little bit so i get like Mm -hmm. where they were coming from with that yeah absolutely that makes Um, sense feels a little bit more like full circle story it also pulls you in immediately i mean that's like a you know that's a writing uh trick not trick but you know it's like they're like oh there's some major shit happening and then you just see like a nerdy scientist all of a sudden, archaeologist like going through and everything seems nice. So you that like mm-hmm. sets up anticipation because you're like, oh, I know shit's about to go bad. But if they started with that, you're like, OK, what's happening? You know, like, so right. how does one turn into the other? Like, how are they going to do that kind of a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It creates that suspension that are uh, that tension there. This so. was an interesting thing musically as well, because there was so much going on that the music just kind of had to take very much of like a backseat. Like there mm-hmm. aren't a lot of like intense, like, you know, Gary is having his like one liners and they're running around and, and like <laughs> stuff's going on all the time. Like the music kind of had to stay out of the way for this. So it was, I mean, in some ways a little bit less fun because, you know, we want to write music that is fun in and of itself, but. That, yeah, that's uh, a character. It's all its own. <laughs> right. But at the same time, we got to follow some cool you know, action and stuff. So I don't yeah. know. It was this. It was an interesting one. 
anyone else have anything else to say on this or should we move on to no these these next few are like smack dab in the middle of my list so i will have very little to say on them because i'm the the passion isn't there for for them one way or another gotcha so the rest of our least favorites quote unquote which for most of us are just like the ones we didn't put on our tops um Fish Night was on there. That was on mine for bottom three. It was fine, but it was just, it was one, it was very short. There wasn't a ton that happened. Um, visually, though, it was beautiful, can I say. I personally love the look of this one uh, mm-hmm. when the sea starts. The beginning of it is whatever, but when the like deep ancient sea weird ghost things happen, I was like, oh, I like this. I like what's happening here. <laughs> yeah, I love that it was in the desert. I think just living in Los Angeles, it's really easy to connect with any desert-esque scenery in general. And I thought this was a great outlook on that. Yeah, like Route um, 66 type feel, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was a cool way to look at the desert and see it in like a different way. Mm-hmm. There were lots of colors. So like many colors. colors. It was so pretty. So many colors. <laughs> I should say that I I actually did not. This is one of the ones that I did not work on, but oh, I yeah. still liked it. Yeah. yeah, I just didn't like the characters that much in this one. Like, I wasn't really sad when he got eaten. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't really care. super connected to either of them myself um, either. I was like, yeah. it's beautiful how you're getting eaten, but I don't really care. Like, okay, cool. Well, like, I get to see a cool shark. Awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I just wasn't emotionally in this one. Visually, a hundred percent, hundred percent in it, but yeah. just emotionally, yeah. I wasn't really there. It wasn't as gripping as the other ones. Yeah. I think one of the reasons this is in my bottom three, even though I did really enjoy the colors, is because my two takeaways were like, wow, that was so pretty. And two, that man is going to be accused of murder now. What the fuck is he going to do? That was my only takeaway. So. <laughs> I didn't think of that. That's terrible. He is. He's Nobody's going to believe him. Too. I know. I was like, well, all right. <laughs> definitely very acid trippy um well i don't know i i think that because that one was so short and it was mainly a visual thing i don't really have a lot to say about that one but what about you guys yeah no i feel i feel the same i mean visually stunning and like i said it's very smack dab right in the middle for me so there, there's no there's no Stunk argument i have him. either way yeah so the next one we have on this list is Beyond the Aquila Rift, but that's also a favorite. So we'll skip that one and we'll go to Ice Age, which is with um, Topher Grace and what's that actress's name? Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Don't you ever get Ramona Flowers' actress's name <laughs> wrong again. I forgot <laughs> it, Nick. Calm down. <laughs> oh, Nick. <laughs> um, so this is a young couple finds a growing civilization in a vintage icebox. This one was adorable. Like, this was on my bottom, but I was just like, I think it's because I was like, eh. I mean, it's really cute, but in anthology for cartoons, I was like more into some of the other like animated ones. But this one's super cute. I had no problem with it. Uh, Tim Miller directed this one. And it has like his style so much through it, like just holding angles for like uncomfortable times where you're like, you want to giggle because it's like holding a certain point where instead like where you normally would have like convention, like switch, uh, like shot, reverse shot type deal. It will like hold on one person and like get the reaction still. And so his whole shooting style is great. And so I like this episode a lot. It almost cracked my top three. Because there's like so much, there's so much about it, especially when they're like, "Oh, 
what happened? <laughs> Where like the nuclear I love holocaust their personality happens? through the whole thing. They're just like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, oh, yeah. do you want to check on them again? Sure. Like, so chill. <laughs> like, such a major weird thing. It's just like, yeah. oh yeah, that's a weird, cool thing. Let's let's look. How interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I was like, how are you not freaking out? I do love that when the nuclear war happens to Topher Grace and uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's characters. They're kind of like, should we go look again? He's like, no, give them time. I know. <laughs> give them time. They need to make their. They need to work their way through this. Yeah. It's funny. One thing that bothered me, having done uh, makeup for a film before, when he got his face burnt, it was like a perfect circle. There was no like yeah, that was burn weird. thing. That bothered me so much. And I'm like, they probably did it on purpose because it makes it funnier. You know, kind of like when Daffy Duck would get his uh, bill blown and you could see the thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just as a makeup artist, like, oh, that is not how a burn would look, though. That annoys me so <laughs> much. I couldn't get past it. I couldn't. Well, I think what <laughs> I don't think detail. <laughs> my perspective was that it's not a burn from the fire. It's the it's nuclear a chemical burn. Yeah, it's like the nuclear thing is turning his skin red. Yeah, but like yeah. in the way that it was, because I I give. I, I was an esthetician, so I'd give actual chemical burns to people on purpose, and it, it would be perfect like that. But in an explosion sense of a chemical burn, it wouldn't be a perfect line like that. And this, like, painted it on his face. So that, just, yeah. like, having been on the other side of that, I was like, I, I can't do it. Like, I can't go past it. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious. I so would never ben, have even noticed. <laughs> yeah. So, Ben, this is one of the ones you did not work on, correct? That's correct. Yeah. 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 What did you think of this one as just like from a pure viewership? I mean, I liked it. I don't know. It was cute. It was fun. It was a fun. I didn't have, I just, I wasn't that invested in it, but that was Mm -hmm. nice because I like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's nice to be like, oh, I can watch it. I could. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I can just watch through it. And it's like, okay, this is like, I don't know. It was a cool little story. They kind of wrapped it up very nicely. It was kind of a cool concept. Uh, yeah. I was a little, I was like, all right, even if it's a tiny little nuclear bomb, like they're the, the real humans, like, like they're dead now. Yeah. Like, there's still way too much <laughs> like yeah. that size nuclear, like there's no way. So the fallout from that, their, their days are now limited because mm-hmm. of their free nuclear world. I like That's how true. I was on one level and I was like, oh, the line of demarcation is too exact. And Ben's like, no, they would die though. Like there's more. Yeah, 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 oh, for sure. And on top of that, well, actually, the, my first thought was like, they can never store anything in there anymore. Like, yeah. They can't put hot dogs in there. There's fallout in there. I thought about That's that. That's funny. I was like, like I was like, we're going to have to buy a new freezer. This, yeah, this is not worth it. Forget it. Mm-hmm. Definitely got to buy mean, a new fridge. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, this was on my bottom list. I didn't hate it, but it was just like, meh. Like, it was cute, but it was kind of like, it just wasn't the most exciting. It was a fun concept. It was executed well. And that, like, that's kind of all I have. Well, moving on to the next one on our list uh, was Helping Hands, which was kind of in the middle for me. But that was on Hannah, and she has feelings about this, it seems. I just don't want to ever see someone rip their arm off. Like, no, thank you. I think I'll pass. (laughs) It's kind of like that movie where he, like, has to, what, like, saw his arm off the 127 hours. Yeah, like, fuck that. Who wants to see that? Gross. (laughs) Go home. I mean, I'm sure the real-life person didn't want to do that either. (laughs) Exactly. So why make a movie about it? (laughs) Never. Never again. (laughs) All right. 
So Hannah, do you no, like dislike all like war movies? Like no World War II movies for Hannah. Like they're not really my fave. I'm just like, why are we like I so get like, the historical concept of this, but like, do we have to go through all the gross like, oh, the bottom of your feet have fallen off now? Like, great. I loved looking at that. Fun. No, so like, I don't want to watch it. So okay, we're gonna have to have a conversation of saving private Ryan and what you think about that. <laughs> All right, let's. let's I get it. Let's just move like on. That shit. I just feel like it's like a no go for me. That's not something. Let's I think move on before we get even more off track. But I will say one good thing about that one is it was one of the only ones that wasn't like a cliffhanger. It was actually very nicely wrapped up at the end, and I did appreciate that. Yeah, she like saves herself, and she's like, "Now I'm coming home!" Yay! She was. A I, I yeah, I really like this one actually as a short. I mean, I'm not at all grossed out by that kind of stuff so that helps i guess yeah when i when i saw it i was like oh this is awesome like and i i was supposed to work on well i I worked on it just a very very small amount uh because like we i was still working on something else and rob started in on this one and like i remember just like walking in to just to see what he had and he basically just knocked the whole thing out of the park like right off the bat which was very impressive Mm -hmm. um and I was like, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I was a little disappointed because I wanted to work, but I wouldn't have been able to do a better job. I just wanted to work on it more. But Because um, <laughs> you uh, liked but it. It's, but it was, yeah, it was It was just a really good, like, I liked the The animation was great. And, and it was, like, again, like, it's a short film. Everything had a purpose in there. Like, yeah. you know, they established the characters. It had very few characters where it's, like, her and the guys she talks to. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, things happen, those things, you know, there are immediate consequences. Like they know ne- you never take your eye off of the arc, which is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is great. I actually yeah. stopped watching in the beginning when she's fixing her ship. Hannah, you can't oh, put it on your bottom if you didn't finish watching it. You didn't even watch it? I did. No, no, no. What? I went, I, I stopped watching. What? I got distracted and like looked Here away. Here we go. You are taking the fuck out of Hannah. Get out. This is, this and then Hannah, I, I was like in trouble. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll continue with my full attention. And I was like, I'll stop watching now. Oh my God, she's cutting off her arm. What is going on? <laughs> I was listening and half watching, but I was like, okay, this is boring. I like how you're also bored. It's like four minutes. It's not that long. <laughs> I know, which is why I'm like, wow, it must have been real boring. I got to put it on the bottom list. Oh, no. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. All right, well, that's all that needs to be said about... Yeah, that's a good ending point for that one because it's hilarious. That's all I have to say about this one. All right, everybody. That's about the halfway point for our extended special on Love, Death, and Robots with our guest, Ben. We really hope you enjoyed part one and get ready for part two coming at you next week. 